Ogumbawale for the win. Monday and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm Gabe Ibrahim, a WNBA reporter for Winsider.com and Her Hoop Stats. And I really just yell about a lot of stuff on Twitter. I'm alongside Jim Rat, Amy Audibert, here for your Miami Monday crew. A- Amy, give, give your give people a little bit more of an introduction than just Jim Rat. What do you do? Ah, uh, that's uh, I analyze, I talk. You know, I I don't yell on Twitter. I got to get better at yelling on Twitter, <laughs> according to everyone. But I just like, you know, I'm more I of know. a, just like to listen. <laughs> Honestly, Twitter, Twitter is the best and worst place in the world. That's for a different podcast, though. Here on yeah. Locked On Women's Basketball, we bring you the best of women's basketball every single day. Remember to uh, subscribe to our feed on whatever your favorite podcast feed is. Follow uh, the show on Twitter at Locked On WBB. Follow me on Twitter at Gabe underscore Ibrahim. Follow Amy on Twitter where she's going to be yelling more at Amy Audubon. And make sure you, you listen to everyone because this is an all-star lineup of of people. We got Eric Ayala on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We got Lindsey Gibbs on Wednesday, and we got Howard Megdell bringing up the caboose on Friday with always a great interview. So um, just make sure you're subscribed and then you get these every single day today for us. What we do is we talk about the weekend that was the things that happened that captured our attention. And today we're, we're going to start at the top. The MVP discussion is seeming to take shape right now. Uh, we, I think at the beginning of our first podcast, I picked Neka Gumake to win MVP. Who was your MVP pick? I forgot. Uh, I had Diamond. <laughs> Diamond. Uh, Neka and Diamond have kind of fallen by the wayside. They're still they're still playing good basketball, but uh, they're Diamond Diamond's hasn't gotten go. She hasn't been gotten going yet. Okay, so I'm still yeah. not like completely yeah. you know throwing mine out. But <laughs> ne- Neka's been hurt pages. as well. Yeah, <laughs> Neck has been hurt as well. There's a lot of candidates. I, I want to throw in Alyssa Thomas, Sylvia Fowles, Candace Parker, tons of people. But right now, it seems like there's two real front runners, two players who have separated themselves from the pack, and that's Asia Wilson of the Las Vegas Aces and Brianna Stewart of the Seattle Storm, two of the best teams in the league who have really like flexed their muscle in this past week. Seattle has only lost one game uh, to Washington earlier, and even without Sue Bird, they've been rolling over people, and the Aces have really rounded out into form with Angel McCautry and Asia Wilson forming the highest-scoring duo in the league right now. So we're going to have a little bit of a debate. Um, as it, Well, we'll see. I'm not sure where you stand on this um, because I'm currently recording this podcast in an Asia Wilson jersey. Um, so I, I think I'm giving away who, who my pick is so far. Uh, just to lay out a little bit of a case for both of them, Asia Wilson's uh, leading the league in scoring with 22.3 points per game. She put up a monster game yesterday with 31 points on 17 field goal attempts against New York, had a massive late game steal to seal it for uh, the Aces. The She's also leading the second-best defensive team in the in the WNBA and she's doing a ton of her work in the low block she has 33.6 percent of her possessions are post-ups she's been very efficient on all of them absolutely devastating as a cutter just bulldozing over people on duck-ins and um here's the crazy part is that she may get better because her mid-range shooting has been pretty poor so far she's shooting about 35 percent from that 15 to 19 foot range and typically you know, obviously, I know some analytic heads are going to hear 15 to 19 feet and like cringe, but 
she's actually really good from that area. And that's one of the areas where she works really well. Uh, she shot over 40% in, the, in that space over the last two seasons. So she may be getting better. Um, as for Stewie, she anchors the best defensive team in the league in Seattle. Uh, her averages are absolutely insane. 19.4 points per game, 8.3 rebounds, 3.1 assists, two steals, and 1.6 blocks every single night. The only player to average a similar stat line over an entire season was Tamika Catchings in 2003, when she did not win MVP, by the way, which may be another topic for this podcast because she probably deserved MVP in that season. Uh, I really loved on, on I believe, Friday, they had she was having a rough game against Phoenix. And Sophie Cunningham, like, kind of, like, like elbowed her, gave her a little bit too much on a pick. And then Stewie came right down and hit three threes in a row and just put the game away at the end of the third quarter uh, for Seattle. She's just the most dangerous spot-up shooter in the league, probably the most dangerous offensive weapon in the WNBA. Uh, and that's how those two have really separated themselves with those stat lines, with their level of play both on both ends of the floor. So, Amy, I'm just going to ask you, who's your pick out of these two for MVP? We always put me in the hot water, right, Gabe? Because, I, I mean, there's so much basketball. That's the thing, right? There, there's yes, so yes. much W to still be played. And so it's it's a tough answer. But, I mean, it isn't a tough answer right now. It's got to go to Asia if, it, if we had to vote yeah. today right now. Because, I mean, this is why we have Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. For Stewie, <laughs> right? You read yeah. the stats out. and But, I mean, Asia Wilson also um, – this is her year to do this. If Vegas can continue to stay in that top – you know, top half, top couple spots and compete. She is the front runner. Okay. This is her year without Cambage and without Kelsey Plum as, as a shooter, yeah. even though Kelsey had a down year last year, you had to guard her. And, and so when you take those two huge, you know, they, they get a lot of attention. I mean, the people, I, I love Kayla McBride and I love a lot of the tools around Asia Wilson, but the top player on the scouting report is Asia, is Asia oh, yeah. Wilson. Oh, yeah. And so what she's been able to do from that mid-range, whether she's efficient or not, that is a tough position to guard in terms of, you know, getting out of rotation and sending help. And then you also combine, I mean, she's got the head coach that understands the value in that position in Bill Lambeer. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really hard to, to not like Asia Wilson as a person and as a character and what she brings to the team, yes. but then also her game has been so dominant on both ends and I mean, you're saying all that, and, and Stewie's right up there as well. But I just and and they both have tools, but I think Stewie's got more solid tools right now around her. Mm -hmm. And so I think if if Vegas, for Vegas to continue to be as good as they have shown as of late, Asia Wilson doesn't get too many yeah. nights off. Well, I think it'd be great for this league too because Asia should be kind of the face of this league. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've heard her podcast with yeah. Nafisa Collier. It's fantastic. Yes, I know. That's what it, I'm saying. Like, <laughs> she, how can you not? <laughs> she's the best. I, to me, she's the best personality in the league. Yeah. Uh, I really love just, like, she has great comedic timing. Like, I, she's so effortlessly, like, charismatic um, yeah. that I, I just want her to win MVP so we can say, okay, this is the face of our league uh, right now. However, I am going to make an argument uh, for, for Brianna Stewart in an Asia Wilson jersey. Um, but Stewie, to me, like, to a certain extent, yes, the MVP should be the most valuable. And this is a question I want to ask you. Like, is it the most valuable player to a team, This whatever 
that team does? Or is it the best player on the best team? Because it's kind of trended more towards being the best player on the best team. And that's Stewie right now. Because like you said, Seattle does have a lot of help. But Stewie's doing a ton. I mean, it's just like easy for her to get open three. She's she's falling into like she's doing so much for the one of the best teams we've seen in the past few years. And it's kind of the same argument for Elena Deldon last year. It's like she's doing so much and this team is so good that it's gonna be hard to keep that MVP away from her throughout the year. But what do you think of that? Just like I this is a debate we always have, but yeah. is it most valuable on the team that's the best or most valuable to their team? To me, it's it's the the best player on one of the best teams. Okay. It's hard to compare EDD last year because that was yes. the easiest vote for me. Like I was on that you know committee. I said it was the easiest vote ever because what Washington did last year was so special and historic mm-hmm. that that was a no brainer. But obviously, if if Vegas was you know number nine through twelve right now, we're not even having this conversation. Right. I mean, this is like, and I don't want to pull away from the W, but we can bring James Harden into this. And I have these heated discussions all the time. I'm probably going to have one later on today, (laughs) but um, you know, I, I don't vote for him because yes, you have to have a good team. You have to be able to win basketball games. But when we're talking about that right now, Seattle and, and the way Vegas is playing as of late, that's why originally when I said, if Vegas continues to stay up there and competitive, then this is to me right now, if we had to vote right Mm -hmm. now, yeah, I mean, listen, they're one game separation right yeah. now between Vegas and, and, and Seattle. So, yes, you have to be on one of the better teams, but I believe anyways, but you don't have to be number one if your team's two or three and you're having the season you're having, especially with the parity we're seeing, at least in the, the top half of the league, then, you know, you're not going to not get my vote because your team's not number one. Fair enough. No, I, I agree with that. I'm, I'm with you. I think that's more or less the way I, I consider it too. Um, we'll see how it goes though. I, I think Stewie's going to probably she'll, she, her team is more likely to stay on top of the league. Although the aces look really good. So, you know, I, I think we're going to see when they play each other. I'm not quite sure when that is. I probably should have looked it up before we started this podcast. Um, but uh, I think when we, when they play each other is really when we're going to see like who's got who, but how, how lucky are we? as a league that we have these two players who do it on both ends to me like that is a big because you brought up James Harden I love James Harden is one of the most creative basketball players ever period just like someone who's pushed the boundaries of basketball way out there but he doesn't really care about defense I'm not saying that as a knock on him it's just he doesn't have the energy to put it back on the defensive end no it's a knock on him it's a knock on him it's not (laughs) fine shade to him the thing is, we're not voting most offensively valuable yeah. player, right? Like, there's a mm-hmm. defensive player of the world there's of the league. There's not an offensive player. And then if he gets mm-hmm. it every year. But he doesn't get player every year. Right. You know? And EDD last year actually did a good job defensively for, for DC. But I just love that these two lead their defenses. Like, they are the anchors of two of the best defense – the two best defensive teams in the league, yeah. vocally and physically. They just bring so much to the table – um, and I think to Asia, def- her defensive um, value is probably higher than Stewie's just because of how much she, she's a rim protector, what she's doing as being a vocal leader, calling out everything on that team. Um, but just, I, I'm really, I feel lucky that we have these two players that we get to talk about on both ends of the floor being an MVP. In just a second, we'll give you an update on the standings, on the injury report, and we're going to talk about 
the defending champion mystics kind of crashing back down to earth in our next segment. Uh, but first off, I want to tell you about a, a great sponsor of ours, CBDMD. Like I just said, we're going to be talking about injuries, but it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day recording podcasts in an uncomfortable office chair like I do. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo of products that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recovery combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B12 to give you support you need where it matters the most. And to make it even easier for you to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code MBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code MBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Make sure you use that promo code MBA to let them know that you came from us. Let's get into your standings update around the league. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll stop at an appropriate place here to talk about a team that I want to talk about. Uh, but the Seattle Storm atop the standings, they are 6-1. and one. Uh, They sit alone there for the first time all season. Minnesota, Chicago, and Vegas are all tied with at 5-2 and two in the second spot. Uh, Los Angeles and Phoenix are both four and three. That rounds up. That rounds out your top six there. Then in the last uh, two playoff spots, we have Dallas and Washington with the Fever also tied at three and four so far. Atlanta is at two and five, and both Connecticut and New York only have one win and six losses on the season. But hey, both the teams did get a win this week and got off the schneid. So congratulations to them. Uh, but where I want to go with this is, is kind of somewhere where I always want to go because I am a Mystics beat writer. So the Mystics have lost four straight. They did not look good in any of those four losses. Ariel Powers did get hurt in the team's loss to New York. She's day to day. But really the ball has just been sticking for uh, the Washington offense. Teams have adjusted to my shines out and they're trying to incorporate uh, Tiana Hawkins. After putting up an offensive rating of 110.1 in the first three games, they've put up an offensive rating of 96 in the last four. That's 10th in the league. That is not good. Uh, defense, also a huge issue. There's no communication on that end, and it's bleeding into the rest of their team. They're getting – I've never seen this team, like, squabble in the time I've watched them in the past, like, four or five years. I've never seen them, like, squabble on the court. I've never seen them, like, you know, get testy with each other on the court, and that happened – uh, between Leilani Mitchell and Tiana Hawkins, they just kind of got into a little tiff on the court, which I understand because it is so frustrating for them. So uh, what do you think about the Mystics and how can they kind of pull themselves out of this right now? Yeah, I mean, so when you look at those last four games um, that you're talking about with the losses, the, there's a lot, obviously, that we can pick apart and, and a lot of intangible stuff, like you're saying, like just the chippiness within each other, which, of course, like, listen, this is a team that won the championship last year. They're missing some of their big players. They're bringing new got faces in. There is going to be an adjustment. But um, to me, the, the one thing that stuck out was like the bench score. They're basically yeah. not getting anything off the bench. Now, I understand the, uh, the last game against Indiana 
Hawkins had like 17 and 10 off the bench. She was incredible. But the starting five went 20 from basically 50 mm-hmm. from the field. And so you have to have a balance, right? And in the other games, and, and the thing is, yeah, they're four losses in a row, but they never, they haven't been blown out. So while as, as, as you want to like, Gabe, tell us how you really feel. Like you're right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? As, and it sounds off, like it sounds like they're just terrible. Well, if, if that's what you want to say, they're still playing competitive games. Sure. But also like, let's not forget when you don't have EDD on the court and you don't have t- Natasha Cloud on the court and really a one Tina Charles should maybe have been on the court. When yeah. you look at these last couple possessions and games that you need to either score or get stops and, and you don't have those faces out there, uh, that's tough to do. And so finding the identity there, like you said, teams are now kind of adjusting on Maisha Hines Allen. And so you need that production off the bench. You need yep. something off the bench. And I mean, we're talking about six points off the bench against New York, nine points against the aces and eight points from Chicago off the bench. And so fine, if you're going to get that, then your starting five have got to have big nights and yep. it's just, and so there's a bit of balance, but I mean, I'm not like overly concerned. No. I think, you know, coach T checked them after New York and said it was the most embarrassing loss in it, the time he's been in, in Washington. And so um, I think when they got outscored by 16 in the second quarter against yeah. Indiana. And, and so those lapses can't happen, but uh, I think there's definitely going to be recovery here for them. Yeah. And I think they're going to get back to competing again, but uh, you got, you definitely need to find some balance in, in scoring. Yeah. I think coach T said it best. He was like the people who thought we were going to be terrible at the beginning of the season, we're wrong. The people who thought we were going to be the best team in the league at the beginning of the season, they were also wrong. Yeah. Uh, we're probably going to end up somewhere in the middle. And that's like what I said at, be- at the beginning of the season. I think the reason why I sound so down on, on this team is because I have a very high expectation for... You've been spoiled. You were spoiled last year. Like, that was incredible. We can't... Like, that was historic. <laughs> but it's not It's not the wins and the losses, though, to me. It's no, like it's the way they did it. It's the the t- trust and uh, trust and love like ELE everybody love everybody damn it I yeah. like everyone ha- like there's a there's a, a mystics and you know maybe it was just overblown in the last two years because of how good they were but they really did last year seem to like care about each other and trust each other and love each other and that came out on the court and that's yeah, what I Dan, expect to see this, this is my not. rebuttal to that when you're winning. Yes. Everyone, it's so much easier. And I'm not saying, I, I think it was genuine. I think that's why they had the season last year. I think it's a vicious circle, but in a good way, a good circle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when, when you're winning and you're playing well and you're wiping everybody else out and you're literally putting up numbers that maybe the league hasn't seen before, you love each other. Of course you do. And you're okay yeah. with paying your roles. But then, yes, this year, on top of just Washington and, and the changes they've had and the way they've had to adjust, take basketball aside. Just look at the whole situation in the world. This is hard for everybody. And so yeah. there's going to be that, there's going to be that, um, I guess, little bumper where it, it's not going to be pretty and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That this is why we play the sport, right? Is, is there's oh, yeah. a redemption within the season for the mystics. No, I understand. I'm just mad. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like I, 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 I've watched the mystics closely every single night. I have to, that's my job, Yeah. but I want to see them. I just want to see them communicate on a, on a pick and roll, like a pick and pop, just someone go tag, either tag the roller, make sure you're getting to the pick and pop. If it's an ice, don't just let Amanda Zowie B shoot an open three. Like you did the entire first quarter against New York. That's all I'm asking. Like, just like do the kind of little things, right. 
And then, hey, if the big things go wrong and you can't score enough and you lose, I, you know, you can live with that. And you're, you know, you've coached, you, you know what I'm talking about. You want to see the team do the little things right. And I understand that it'll get better. And I, I think when Sienna Hawkins gets a little healthier too, that'll help. Because like you mentioned, the bench has been uh, bad. In the, in the last few games. Uh, and this, and Emma's been good. That's the thing. Emma's kind of c- caught in her. She's gotten into a groove as far as scoring goes, but the rest of the team is, uh, is, is not helping her out. Um, that, but we'll see. I, I'm with you though. I'm not, I'm, I'm mad, but I'm not that worried. Uh, it's just, I, I would like to see some better basketball from this team uh, going forward every night. But speaking of better basketball, I do want to touch briefly on may, perhaps the game of the season. Uh, Chicago, Seattle tonight at 9 p.m. on ESPN2. Uh, that's going to be a barn burner, as we'll get into. Superd is not is well. We don't know if Superd's going to play in that one yet. I think she's not going to play. I haven't seen the injury report yet, though. She's missed a few the last few games. But regardless, I mean, Seattle's still been really good with Jordan Canada at the at starting at point guard. Um, quickly, what do you what do you think about? The, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Putting you on the hot seat, as I always do. My gosh. Well, what I hope is going to happen and what I think is going to happen is it's going to be a good game. You yeah. have two teams yeah. that have First both gotten out of the gates pretty strong. They're confident. Um, yes, Subert injury is huge, but I just keep going back to last year. I know it's a different season, but you look at especially Jordan Canada, and, and I think that organization and that team knew the entire season last year that – um, the experience those players were getting was going to help them this year. So now it's going to help them this year, right? Because now mm-hmm. Sue's taking some time out again and potentially again tonight against a Chicago team that's good. So um, I don't think – I think Seattle's going to be just fine, obviously. They are just fine. They're 6-1. and one. Um, And I – the same thing with Chicago, right? Like they've been highly yeah. competitive and they're going to oh, be yeah. ready to go. And if, if you can say what you want about Chicago, they get up for these games. And oh, by yeah. the way, the Allie Quigley – dt exchange my gosh i was like sitting at home like you know like this is and and like this is what the league needs right they need to see this stuff like it's entertaining it's passionate and it's also like i want to be in there what is going on what are they talking about (laughs) well they have to see each other i'm sure at some point you see each other on the campus right like the wobble the wobble's getting see and i keep wondering that like with the w and the nba and as this progresses there's going to be some chippiness and like you wonder like what's life gonna look like as these little things start kind of bubbling over i love that uh this is not WNBA related but kyle lowry the other day told uh i forget who it was i think it Uh, it was aaron gordon Aaron Gordon. My room number is 836. (laughs) I know. Oh my gosh. DT has definitely said that to someone. We just haven't picked it up on the, on the TV. Like (laughs) my villa, my villa is number four. Come by anytime. (laughs) But yeah. But anyways, Allie quickly got me fired up because you know, I love Chicago. I'm sorry. I I just can't help. I don't know why they're like my guilty pleasure. They were last year when I was working for Atlanta. Like they're just the team that you just like love watching. (laughs) You're like pumped up for. Well, their offense is really fun. And the other thing is, like, it's all—it's always adorable when Vandersloot and Quigley do anything together because they're married. And, like, yeah. me – so me and my fiancé, we love watching it because it's always like, oh, there's an assist. Oh, that's so cute. They're married to each other. <laughs> um, which, I i mean, I, I, I'm i maybe uh, – oh, and they also it was really cute that uh, Courtney, like, got right into the fight uh, to protect Allie. Uh, but, yeah, watch that game tonight. I'm sure that will be a topic of discussion either tomorrow on Locked On Women's Basketball with Eric Ayala or Thursday. Uh, 
Locked on Women's Basketball with Eric Ayala. That's the day that she kind of wraps up uh, what's happened in between this show and that show. Um, let me tell you guys also how to connect with the show. Uh, it's really, really important for you guys to like subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. That is so, so helpful for uh, getting us you know, notice, getting us a little bit more recognition and getting more people to listen to the show, which allows us to do more shows. But you can co- connect to the show on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, maybe MySpace. I'm not entirely sure. Just search Locked On Women's Basketball. The show Twitter handle is at Locked On WBB. Our Twitters are at Gabe underscore Ibrahim and Amy is at Amy Audibert. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh, it's definitely the best way to keep us keep up to the show and leave that rating and review for us on your iTunes or whatever thing you're using. Uh, also, I want to tell you about a great sponsor that we have, Rock Auto, with the ever-increasing number of makes, Fiat's, Kias, Teslas, Volvos, and models as specific as XT5s. I'm not even sure what car, what model car I have. It's now impossible, though, to stock all the parts you need in a traditional storefront. Why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer choosing the only brand that his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers. You have phones. You have the technology to access rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from things that I don't know about to new carpets, which I do know something about. Whether it's your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right uh time to get into a little bit of bad news uh from the last week uh injuries injuries always happen and they stink um the we have a we have had a few players miss games so i want to kind of hit all of them diane rossi hurt her back on friday night against seattle supposedly is unrelated to the injury that kept her out all of last year but she's out tonight uh for their game against someone that i don't know oh i'm not even are they playing atlanta i'm not sure who they're playing no uh, uh Whatever. Dallas. You guys. Dallas. Dallas. They're playing Dallas. She is out for that one. Uh, Bria Hartley has missed the last two games with a foot injury. She is questionable tonight uh, against Dallas, as we as already established. Uh, Sue Burry has missed the last four games with a bone bruise on her left knee. I do believe she is out tonight, as I mentioned, against Chicago. And Sylvia Fowles missed the last two games with a calf strain for Minnesota. Um, Which one of these injuries kind of uh, concerns you the most? I mean, in terms of, in terms of like physically, I mean, I obviously think with Diana Tarazi and they, they, they're mm-hmm. saying they think it's a, a muscle around her hip, okay. but anything with the back, but in terms of, but also you have to look Sylvia DT and Sue are all, they're older. They know their bodies. They're more, probably a little more susceptible. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and they also understand that with the condensed schedule, why are you rushing back? You, right. if you need a week off, you need a week, week off. And if that means you have to miss three games, you know, as opposed to like one or two games every couple, every in a week. But I think yep. Bria Hartley, then if we're talking about who you're, you're going to miss the most, because if DT's taking time, I mean, Phoenix can't have both of those women, not in the game. And so that's the one, cause I think Syl's going to come back, right? Like she's going to yeah. be back. And, 
um, you know, I think Sue too, I mean, you'd hope because she didn't go out like down hard. She just, she's, yeah. they're taking time because they have to. So I think um, if I'm rushing or if I'm, I'm not saying anyone's rushing back, but if I want to get someone back ASAP, it's Bria Hartley. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I hope they don't rush her back because they, you know, it's a long game. Like you're going to make the playoffs Phoenix. You know, you're, you're going to, you're going to make it in just like, Oh, ooh. so I mean, how many, how many games I would sit her, as many games as she needs to right now uh, just because you need her later. Uh, not if it's like 10 games, but um, I think they'll be okay. To me, the most concerning one is super just because it's the same left knee that kept her out all season. Um, and it's a bone bruise. I know exactly what that is. I believe Phoenix, when they say Diane Rossi's back injuries unrelated to what happened last year, Sue birds is not. That's the same exact knee. I believe that is a very similar injury. Bone bruises can be extremely tough to deal with. You could probably talk about this a little bit more, Amy, but I, I just don't – I don't know. Like, it, it could be like, well, last year this kind of this, – it's how it started last year is like, well, she's going to be back, she's going to be back, she's going to be back, well, we're just going to shut her down. And it's fine because they have Jordan Canada, but for me I want to see Super play basketball. I'm, I'm, and I'm not so I'm speaking for everyone. We all want to see yeah. Super play basketball. Um, for sure. But that knee, that knee really, um, you know, I'm just concerned about it. Uh, do you think that this all seems normal, though? I mean, there seems to be a lot <clears> – a bunch of calf strains – few hammy strains, but is the wobble contributing to it? I saw some people saying, well, it's so condensed. And I'm like, this seems kind of normal to me. Yeah, I don't think it's the wobble. I think you can basically say that these women, like every other professional athlete, didn't get to train the way that they normally would leading up to the wobble. But again, like, you know, so Hartley, this is her ankle and this is, you know, this is a basketball injury and the other three, they're just older basketball players. Yeah. And it's a little thing. And DT was going hard. Right. Oh, yeah. At the, so, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think you can say it's because of this or that. I think if anything, it's, it's definitely, which was the primary concern for all pre- professional athletes getting ready to start again is just, you know, their bodies are their livelihood and they're out of routine. Mm-hmm. No, I think, I think that's uh yeah, I just wanted to say that because I just saw some people on Twitter and the commentators were kind of saying like, oh, this might be do that. I'm like, mm, just kind of seems like it's basketball and it kind of seems like these people didn't play. Did for... you yell back? Did you yell I... back at them through your keyboard? I did. Oh, not on Twitter. I did yell at the television, though. I was like, no, that's not true. I do that all the time. Uh, and then I forget to tweet about it. Uh, and now let's get into happy news. Finish your Monday off with, the ha- with happy stuff. We're going to talk about Kennedy Carter. Uh, the Hollywood, a little rookie check-in with Miss Hollywood herself. She became the youngest player ever to have 30 points in the WNBA game with a 35 and a tight loss to Seattle. She's putting up 19.4 points per game. Here's a list of rookies who have averaged 19 points in their rookie season. Cynthia Cooper, Cappy Pondexter, Simone Augustus, Asia Wilson, and Enrique Guimbali. That's a damn good list, Amy. Oh yeah. I mean, look, let me just take a second to okay. corral my smile. <laughs> um, I mean, Kennedy Carter understand, like she came into this league just playing three seasons mm-hmm. and averaging just under 2000 points in college. Yeah. I mean, at a power five program. So this, she was poised to play. And I don't believe this is a Trey young situation where she's going to average oh. her 25 points and surrounded by nothing. And they're, you know, I think she's yeah. got some weapons around her too. Yes, and does. that certainly contributes. And when her and Courtney Williams get going together, my gosh, look out. But Kennedy Carter, I mean, she's so crafty and 
she's also playing in a Nikki Collins system that's allowing her, right? Mm -hmm. Giving her that freedom and and letting her just go out there and and be a scorer and be a dominant basketball player. And so for her, I think it's aligned. But like I said, I don't think this is a situation where Kennedy's gonna, you know, average these crazy numbers and the team's not gonna be competitive. I think when they get I know they're trailing a little bit right now in the standings at two and five, but I think um, they're going to click. And uh, I think you'll see Ms. Carter in a dream Jersey for, for quite some time. She's been electric just in yeah. every single aspect, just getting to the rim, shooting deep threes, everything's going well for her. She needs to get a little bit better at playing against size, but she's a rookie. Like, what do you expect? And like you mentioned, I do think she will, I mean, her scoring may go down, but she's averaging 4.3 assists a game already. So I think well, I it, keep in mind, those numbers were against Jordan Canada. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 35 points, seven assists. I mean, that's wild. That was against someone who's also a fantastic guard who played, yeah. who played last year. I mean, I mean, and she had a great game against Arike, against Dallas. So, I mean, she's, she's holding her own against experience. Mm-hmm. No, I think she's been fantastic. Um, we, we did not leave enough time for the Kenny Carter talk. So we may just do that again next week because we could talk about Hollywood every single week on the show. We could do this every week if you'd like. <laughs> but just a Kenny Carter check-in to see what crazy things she has done. Um, but we do have to get out of here because you're going to have your whole Monday ahead of you and you're going to have an entire slate of Locked On Women's Basketball on this feed coming up starting tomorrow with Erica Ayala. Make sure to tune into her show. Make sure to tune in to the whole family shows. And make sure to come back here next Monday where we're going to be talking Again, probably about Kennedy Carter, probably about a lot of the same things we already talked about because we loved everything we, we chatted about today. Um, make sure to follow the show at LockedOnWB. Follow me on Twitter at Gabe underscore Ibrahim. Follow Amy at Amy Audibert. Um, Make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a rating and review. That is so helpful. That is the best thing you could possibly do for the show. And uh, just make sure... You keep it locked on women's basketball and watching every single game and having fun like it. So have a great Monday, y'all, and be safe.